This is the Amazing Teacher Podcast with Sam Rangel, Season 2, Episode Number 1. Welcome to the Amazing Teacher Podcast, where we sit down with amazing educators and pick their brains for tips, strategies, and ideas that you can take into your classrooms and be amazing. Now, here's your host, Sam Rangel. Well, welcome, amazing teachers. I'm so happy to be back online with the Amazing Teacher Podcast. Um, took a break there for a while, but uh, I just recently was invited to be on a podcast of a friend of mine, and I got to tell you, we were talking about uh, how how to help teachers. Teachers are struggling right now, especially during this pandemic, and we were talking about some strategies, and I thought this would be a perfect time to bring the Amazing Teacher Podcast back and see if I could um, get some some experts in the area of uh, teacher wellness and teacher support and see if I can get them on the podcast to help um, share some, some strategies and advice that some of our teachers today, especially new and soon-to-be teachers, uh, can utilize and help to bring some, some motivation and some happiness back into their lives. So this episode, I'm so happy to be able to um, bring to you one of my new friends, Meredith Newland from the Transform Teacher blog. You have to check it out. And um, she shares some really good uh, advice and strategies that we all can use to help bring some motivation back into our lives and help us get through this this uh, this challenging time that we're going through right now. So I want to get right into the podcast and Take a listen to Meredith. She has a lot of great advice for all of us. All right, so you ready? Here we go. Today, I am so excited to sit down with my new friend, Meredith Newlin. She is not only an amazing teacher, but she is also a blogger and author and a podcaster. <laughs> and I am so excited about what she has to share with our listeners. Welcome to the podcast, Meredith. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's an honor. Now, I got to tell you, this um, is the first episode of the second season of the Amazing Teacher Podcast, and I have to give you the credit uh, for inspiring this return uh, of the Amazing Teacher Podcast. And you had me on your podcast, and we spoke about teacher wellness and avoiding teacher burnout, and and with all the uh, the pandemic affecting. Uh, so many of our students and teachers, I thought this was a perfect time to bring the podcast back and share the wisdom and expertise of amazing teachers like yourself. So thank you for that. Awesome. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so glad that you reached out and invited me to uh, write for your wonderful blog. And I'm really glad that we are, all of us together, like finding each other in the online, in the online space and, um, really just uh, staying dedicated to this whole mission to help teachers during this really difficult time. Right, right. We were talking earlier that, you know, this is, um, this is tough for our students, but it really is tough for our teachers too. They're, they're, um, they're missing that, um, that, that one thing that, you know, brought joy to their lives and they're connecting with the kids in the classroom. And right now they're teaching on, on a screen mm-hmm. and it, um, it, it's tough for teachers. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And um, you had just mentioned before how the connection with kids, the reason that we got into teaching is missing with um, online teaching because I think 
those teachers who are lucky enough to have students who will turn their cameras on <laughs> are, um, are fortunate, but a lot of teachers out there, myself included, we, we have um, a population of students who might not really wanna turn their camera on. And it's sort of as a, a school-wide norm now that our students are not turning on their cameras, most of them. Mm -hmm. And um, it is disheartening. And then, of course, if you're teaching in the hybrid setting, you've got all of the, you know, stay in your bubble and putting the face shield on and washing right. hands and all of the extra stress on top of the stress of teaching and trying to juggle the kids who are at home, um, learning on the computer with the kids who are in the classroom. It's just really, really stressful, not to mention like what we were just talking about, the grief and the turmoil of mm -hmm. um this era so it's hard <laughs> and i'm glad that you're doing this podcast so right right well i think like like you said this is a this is a message and, a, and uh that needs to get out there we need to help our teachers um yeah. especially now yeah. so um tell me about yourself meredith uh, your teaching journey and maybe why you became a teacher oh yeah so i knew i wanted to be a teacher um when i was really little i would uh teach my stuffed animals, teach my cousins, make them, I would, <laughs> I would teach my little, I, would, I just loved um, playing school. I loved pretending that I was like the teachers that I looked up to so much. I think from the very beginning, um, I just had wonderful teachers every year. Um, I was lucky enough, or maybe I'm different. I just, I know a lot of people, like if they're asked, who was your favorite teacher? they'll say, well, I can hardly remember one or two who really made an impact. But for me, I just, I was lucky enough to have so many amazing teachers and I just wanted to do what they were doing. And I think um, in 10th grade, I really have a really vivid memory of, of wanting to be a teacher with Miss Trail, who was our 10th grade world literature teacher. And she would sit up there and um, just make it look so easy and, and, she had this easy breezy classroom. She leave the, it was a big classroom with big windows. And in the springtime, she'd open the windows and let the breeze blow in. And I just, I just remember feeling like, I wanna do that someday. I wanna, um, I was really passionate about reading and writing. And so I was thinking, I love, I love how she's teaching us this stuff and we're really learning. And I'm, this is so interesting to me. <laughs> and I wanna, I wanna make this interesting for uh, students someday. I want to do what she's doing. <laughs> so, um, but my my actual um, journey to becoming a teacher was a little bit more roundabout because I I don't know if there are like personality tests out there. I don't know what you would score, <laughs> Sam, but um, I don't know what what category I am. But I I just have I'm multi passionate. I guess I have lots of different interests and lots of different goals. I'm always thinking and planning and. Um, after college, I got a job at a magazine company. Uh, it was a magazine publishing company. And I was writing and editing and doing some travel articles. And um, that was pretty exciting for the first couple of years. But I started volunteering as a for the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. And there was this little boy who was my charge. And I would go visit him in his classroom. And his school was my elementary school. And I remembered every time I would go, I would have all these wonderful memories from my childhood and Irwin Elementary School in Greensboro, North Carolina and all the teachers there and um, the friends that I had there. And I loved going there. And his teacher one day asked me to read um, 
a book to the class and she was like you want to read to the class and I said sure mm -hmm. and so it was island of the blue dolphins and I just remember like sitting in the circle with those little fourth graders and and reading that book and just feeling like like you and I were just talking before that connection with students and just feeling like seeing their eyes light up and seeing that they it's so rewarding because you when you're when you're working behind a cubicle all day, so for some people that's rewarding, but for me, I'm an extrovert. I get energy off of people. And um, I'm also sort of like, uh, I, like to, I like to have creative control over things <laughs> as well. So teaching allowed me to um, create curriculum and connect with students and get that energy off of colleagues and, and students and all of that. And um, for me, it was just like, when I started teaching, I thought, this is the meaning of life. Like, this is right. it. This is the, I'm in the dream seat. Right. <laughs> and right. then, and then I quickly discovered that it was a roller coaster and it's not always going to be that honeymoon period. But I, I believe that if we're taking care of ourselves as teachers, we actually can have that dream seat feeling more often than not. So that's why I do what I do with the um, transform teacher podcast and online community and all of that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, again, well, that's where I found you, Meredith. I, I was looking um, for topics on teacher wellness and, and uh, I found, I found you on Twitter and I was very impressed with what you have to share with teachers. Cause it seems like um, we, we kind of have this, the same goal. We want, we want to help teachers be successful. And uh, especially now with the, with the, uh, what's going on with, with uh, the pandemic. Uh, we're, we're dealing with a lot of teachers who are, who are stressed out and frustrated and uh, yeah. we, want, we want to save them. We want to help them. We want, to, we want to provide any kind of support. So I was really impressed with your blog. So can you tell me a little bit about your blog uh, and um, the, the Transform Teacher? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so basically uh, my book, Captured Fireflies, I started writing after my first year of teaching. And I was sitting in a summer school class, um, you know, getting credits for education credits and all of that. And I was in this cohort of, of teachers and we were really uh, close, we bonded. And, and it, was, um, it was just a really fun time that we were having together. And I, and I would sit in the class and I would look around at all these teachers who were my new friends. And um, I started thinking about all the things I wish I'd known. And, and the more that I was learning in my classes that summer, uh, the more inspired I was getting to, um, to make the next year better. And that's what I love about teaching is that we can always go back to the drawing board. We can always start over and there's always a new chance each year to make it better and improve it and learn from our mistakes. And so um, there was this uh, quote from John Steinbeck called a former teacher and it goes something like, um, in her classroom, our speculations ranged the world. Um, each morning we came to her carrying new truths, new insights, like uh, shielded and, and cupped in our hands like captured fireflies. And I can never get it exactly mm. right, but um, <laughs> uh, that's sort of the, the gist of the quote. And um, that was, when I read that quote, I realized that that was, the definition of the teachers that I had had and the teacher that I was really wanting to be. And um, I, I did not want to be just that teacher who, and I'm sure that we all are, 
that teacher who just kind of comes in and does the job and, and, this, and a student never remembers this again, but we're all gonna be that. Like we can't reach every single kid, but I wanted to be a teacher who really made an impact. And, and so I've realized that the way to do that is not through being perfect and not through um, staying comfortable, but by daring to um, try new things and, and make some mistakes. And, and instead of like feeling really ashamed of those mistakes, just learning from them and getting better and improving. And um, that's really a lot easier than it sounds. But um, what I try to do with my blog and my podcast is tell teachers and remind them that they are so valuable and they're so what they do really does make an impact they really do have this power in their hands it may feel like we don't um even before covid it it, it can often feel so disheartening and demoralizing the stress and the pressures and the demands but if we look at what we can control and we look at how we spend our energy and our time and and you and I were talking in my podcast episode when I was interviewing you about our thoughts and um, really getting into a place of being happy, like not faking it till you make it, but being really truly happy, like um, filling up your own cup with what makes you come alive. Right. Uh, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, maybe for one teacher, it looks like getting a manicure and, and maybe for another teacher, it looks like journaling or gardening or writing a book or creating a podcast or um, connecting, going to lunch with friends with a mask on. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, just making, just doing what you need to do, dancing, exercising, going for a walk, getting your sunshine. There's so many different things that we can do that we ha actually have control over. We don't have to just sit there and take it and let life happen to us. We can give ourselves grace. We can be kind to ourselves. We can nurture um, our spirit and, and do what we need to do so that we can show up for our kids filled up. And when we're filled up, we have something to give to them. And, um, and this is actually a movement, it's the teacher self-care movement. And there are a lot of teachers that I hope I can introduce you to who are doing amazing things in the space. I'm definitely not the only one, but um, it's really nice when we meet kindred spirits like you who are, you know, walking the walking the walk and talking the talk and all that stuff. So um, that's basically what it's all about. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. And, I, you know, I like what you said that we have to take a look at what we can control, you know, yeah. and, and I don't want to be that teacher that just sits back and just says, okay, I guess this is it. Yeah. My situation is where it is and so be it. Yeah. But we can actually take action. Like you said, go take a walk, um, actually, do something to um, bring that joy back into our lives. And, and like you said, get filled up again. Yeah. Um, and so you can share with, with your students. So again, it just takes, um, takes someone to take action. And, yeah. and cause there is something that we can do. And I think, I think maybe that's a misconception with a lot of teachers. They, they don't know that they can do that or they don't know what to do. Yeah. So I think that's where, um, now, blogs like yours um, provide that that direction uh, that teachers need to, you know, find their find their happiness, find what they can do to to bring a little bit of joy back into their lives, especially during this this tough time. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I think I think you're exactly right. Um, so so true. Yeah. 
So, so Meredith, what, uh, what would you say to those teachers who, who are dealing with discouragement um, or, or the discouraging effects of, of the remote learning? Well, um, what, I, what I try to do, I have a um, Facebook group and any of your listeners are welcome to join. You can find it on Facebook, the Transformed Teachers Facebook group. Uh, what I first try to do is just listen and uh, see what exactly a teacher might be dealing with. So if you're listening to this, uh, you might resonate with some of the things that I hear from the teachers in my community, um, sort of like wondering uh, why they got into teaching, well, not wondering why they got into teaching, but you know, wondering if they can remember why they got into teaching um, and, and finding that, that reason to, to get motivated, to get inspired, um, finding the balance between home and school um, making time to take care of yourself when there are so many different demands. So I think one of the biggest things that, that I can help with is something that was taught to me and that I love sharing with the women in my community and, and some of the women who have taken my online courses is to look at where you are spending your energy and what activities are you engaged in that are giving you energy and what activities are you engaged in that are taking your energy away hmm. so you and i had talked before about um things that teachers are asked to do over and over and over again that maybe they don't really want to do because they're already serving on this committee or they're already active at their church or synagogue or wherever or they, they might be taking care of a newborn baby, or they might be taking care of an ailing parent, or they're juggling so many different things. Um, and what I would ask you to do is look at where are you spending your time in a way that is giving you energy? Like, where are you scheduling in time to snuggle with your cat or your dog or, or to go for that 10 minute walk? Where are you scheduling in time to um, watch an uplifting um, TV show or listen to an uplifting podcast? Where are you actually making time to, to have the energy coming to you instead of you giving the energy out all the time? And just be really specific about where you're spending your time. Like you can, um, you can do a little time tracker and just I have a little time tracker. If anybody wants it, you can get in touch with me after the web, after the episode. But um, what I what I'd ask them to do is just like look at where are you um, doing activities and and engaging in things that are draining you and that really don't have an ultimate impact on our students, like or on your own well being. Like uh, a lot of the times, we just go down a rabbit hole. Um, on Twitter of some sort of political debate that we just, or a rant that somebody has on Facebook, or we look on Pinterest and we compare ourselves to whatever that teacher is doing in her classroom. And we, we have all these feelings of, you know, well, why can't I be as good as that? Well, it's right. just a waste of energy. Like do, do what you want, get inspired, get energy from what you see out there, but don't let it like drain you and deplete you. And if, if you're, if you're engaged or involved in a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship, that is sort of like an energy vampire, like how can you limit the amount of time that that person gets in your life? Um, and that would be my biggest piece of advice to teachers right now is just look at like, 
where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your energy? How can you have more activities in your life that give you energy? And think about what gives you energy. Is it writing, painting, gardening, creating, um, just being alone in nature, meditating, journaling, whatever, praying, whatever. That, that's, so that's, that's probably the biggest. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. Um, like we talked earlier, time is one of our most valuable assets. And um, how you spend your time is is uh, key to, to how you live your life. And yeah. I like that where if you can identify, again, what brings you energy and then spending more time doing that instead of those energy energy drainers that a lot of times we spend without knowing we spend so much time um, on. So great, great advice. And, and uh, speaking of advice, uh, the advice, what advice would you offer new or soon to be teachers who are right in the middle of this, this whole pandemic situation. And again, they got into this, this profession because they love kids. And all of a sudden now that passion for what they got into the profession for is gone. What do you tell uh, our new and soon to be teachers? Well, what I, what I wish somebody had told me when I started teaching, cause I know how that feels and I don't know how it feels to be a new teacher in a pandemic. Can't even imagine how, how difficult that must be. Especially if you're teaching at a new school and you've never met your students and all you right. see is that blank screen wow. like you're talking about. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned and I'm 43 and I'm still, you know, I've still got a lot, hopefully many years to live, I hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't know, I'm middle-aged, I guess. I'm not old, not young, but, but um, I don't want to use the word old. I'm not like a veteran educator yet, but I've, I've been at it for about 15, 16 years. And I think what I, what I wish somebody had told me was it is not about what people think about you. It isn't about how you appear. It isn't about how your classroom appears. You don't have to live up to that Instagram, you know, all of these graphics that get designed on, on um, like the website, teachers pay teachers and just right. you know, eye popping things and everything looks so beautiful. And, and uh, people are not thinking about you <laughs> as much as you think that they are. And it feels that way when you're a new teacher, you want to prove yourself and you mm-hmm. want to establish a strong track record. It's all about the relationships. The students do not care what color your worksheets are how well laminated your walls are, um, how organized your file cabinet is. They don't care. I know that that helps you teach better in some ways, but it's about the relationships. And we think that students know already that we like them and that we care about them, but they oftentimes actually cannot get enough reminders of how important they are and how valued they are. And when you're trying to think about what's important to you in your teaching. I want you to put aside all of the shoulds. <laughs> I don't want you to get fired. I want you to listen to your principal. Like, <laughs> and I don't want you to like say, well, F, well, to heck with this. I don't have to do it. It's okay. Right. I don't want you to do that. There are some things that we have to do because they are a profession. But um, I want you to think about like, what is true to you? What are your values? And think about, what do you envision in your classroom, whether it's a virtual or in-person classroom? Is it um, creativity? Is it laughter? Is it um, connection? 
Is it growth? What are the values that you hold? And when something else comes down the pike that to honestly, like it feels like in this day and age, we always have emails that are coming up, like emails from um, different organizations that are giving us ideas about how to do this and how to, and what we should be thinking mm -hmm. about and what we need to be focusing. And it can be really overwhelming. Like a lot of that can be helpful, but when you, when you know what your, what your mission is and you're focused on that, you don't have to look around you and compare yourself and say, well, why can't I be as strict as he is or as dynamic as she is? Or why, maybe you're not the kind of teacher who wants to jump on top of the desk and break into song and do a rap or whatever, like Ron Clark Academy. I mean, that's yeah. okay. It doesn't, it doesn't make you better or less than. And we're all, we all have different strengths to offer. And so just own your strengths and you will have over the years that you're teaching, you will have students or parents or colleagues who don't appreciate your particular style, who don't, it doesn't speak to them. It doesn't mean that you're wrong though, mm -hmm. um, because I really believe that the purpose of life is to be happy and help others. Like, I think that's it. It doesn't matter if, if people like it, if they don't, whatever. And the last thing I'm going to say, and that'll be quiet, <laughs> is, um, is getting gratitude. And we often focus on what's not going right. And oh, well, what's the point? Like, look at all the things that are wrong and all the things that aren't. But if you say, gosh, I've got food on my table. I've, I can breathe today. Um, I can see. Um, I can, you know, most of us can see. Most of us can hear. Um, I don't want to um, be ableist or anything, but like... Um, just looking at the things that you have in front of you to be grateful for. It's such a cheesy thing, but how often do we actually practice it? And that would be my advice to the new, to the new teachers, just to like, don't worry about it. Stay in your lane. Don't worry what others are doing. Don't worry about who likes you, who doesn't just keep building relationships, keep being you, keep smiling, keep shining, keep serving from your heart. And that's it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that is awesome. Meredith. So, so, so true. So true. Um, yeah, new teachers always worried about, you know, what the admin is going to say or what the, the, the veteran teacher is going to say. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that stuff. Great, great advice. And then the building relationships, that relationship piece is so, so important. And um, um, uh, again, it's kind of hard to do right now, but um, any, any effort you can make to, to make connections with the kid is going to pay off. And again, that, that gratitude piece, um, gratitude uh, is a key to um, to happiness is one of the, the main major keys to happiness and uh, all the research out there supports that. So great advice. Thank you, Meredith, for that. Yeah, of course. So what, 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 what plans do you have for this upcoming new year? Well, um, I think I was telling you before that I'm wrapping up my second book um, about, you know, how to get through all this mm -hmm. <laughs> and um I am planning to go back to school next week. Um, we're, we're here in Colorado. So my kids are going back next week and the high school or the secondary level goes back the week after that. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that um, because I don't think we're actually gonna have that many students in the classroom. Um, I know that sounds really strange to say that I'm looking forward to it, <laughs> um, but I just, I'm, I'm an extrovert and being around people just helps me so much. And um, I definitely want to be safe and, and I don't want to, you know, I want to take all the precautions and, and I, I've been doing that. But um, I think in this coming year, 
I was just talking with some friends about this. My word for the year is grace. And um, I think I just want to give everyone around me some grace. I feel like there's been a lot of anger and a lot of judgment over the past year, a lot of um, fear. And I think if we can just learn how to see people's perspectives, even when we don't agree and just see the best in each other and, um, and take care of each other, no matter, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, everything is just dandy and we don't need to, to fight for social justice and equity. Those are really important values of mine. But um, I also feel like um, I just want to live this year with grace, with all the changes that are coming, with all the um, unexpected, all the unknowns. There's been a lot of disappointment, um, but there's also been a lot of opportunity to grow and um, see things in a different way. And I just, I just want to live, whatever this year brings, I want to, I want to add grace to everything. Grace for my students, grace for my colleagues, my friends, my family, my children, myself. And um, that's, that's what I plan to do in 2021, whatever 2021 brings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I, lo I love that. I love that. And grace, I think our, our country, our world would be a, a lot a happier place if, if more of us could do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that a lot, uh, Meredith. Yeah. Great. So, so Meredith, where, where can teachers find you if they want to know more about you? If you go to the transformedteacher.com, everything is there, everything you need. <laughs> My Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that, and then uh, Twitter, and I've got resources on that page. I've got toolkits and workshops and all kinds of free um, resources for teachers who need support. And um, I just um, am here for anybody who needs it. And if you need a listening ear, if you need shoulder to not cry on, but lean on, um, I know Sam is here and um, I'm here too. And if I can't help you, I will send you to someone who I know can. So, um, yeah. Well, definitely. I will definitely put um, links to, to that uh, website as, as well as to your book and on the show notes and on the webpage at amazingteacher.com. And um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the, with the, uh, the listeners before we go? Well, I always like to tell the members of my Transform Teacher community, if nobody else tells you today, you rock. <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, well, thank you, Meredith. It's been a great pleasure. And I look forward to um, continuing our conversation online. And, and, and hopefully we, um, we can get uh, this message out to more and more teachers and support them and provide them what they need to support their kids because uh, we need more happy teachers out there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. So there you have it, uh, listeners. Thank you for listening. You've gotten some great advice from Meredith. And uh, now it's up to you to take that and implement it into your, your classroom and into your life. And until next time, be amazing. The Amazing Teacher Podcast is brought to you by successintheclassroom.com. Learn more about being an amazing teacher by visiting successintheclassroom.com or theamazingteacher.com.